I know you guys are fucking busting right now. And that right there is our new intro. And guess who who that one made was made by? Boardbreaker YGO. Please follow this man on Twitter uh, at Boardbreaker YGO, and also follow him on Instagram at Boardbreaker YGO. Um, I want you to just hit him up and tell him like how good of a job he did because honestly, it's it's kind of crazy to like hear how well. This look like it, it's amazing. It flows perfect, I think. And I just wanted to give him a huge shout out for all of it. And like, I just want to thank him for even like acknowledging me and like being like, "Hey, yo, let me hit you with this." And this is crazy. And I'm so excited to like actually have like a good intro. And it's all because of him. So please, uh, I don't know if he is doing anything like special right now or any content creation. But if he is, like, blow him up. Like, get get him to the roof. Like, make make him make mbt regret saying all that stuff about ghost trick so um this is kind of like a little bonus episode because i know a lot of you guys um i promised a bonus episode um just because of a little bit later on the extra episode and look i will say i try to make sure i can uh, come through with everything because you know i do have school i do work a full-time job <laughs> But that doesn't matter because uh, this is what I love and I want to make sure I put some effort into this as well, right? So uh, today, uh, as a bonus episode, I thought I would talk a little bit about um, transferring from like a um, digital format to like real card game Yu-Gi-Oh! Because I think a lot of my viewers have been playing Master Duel and like are slightly trying to get back into the game. And I think it is really, really, really good um, to get back into the game and find yourself like a community. Um, And I know sometimes it's very hard. Um, And so I'm going to give you like a couple tips and tricks that I think may help some of you guys convert to the trading card game. Um, And I'll give you some like pointers just to like what helped me transition um, a little bit better? Because I know that a lot of times it's really hard to transition, especially like I know um, like you feel like comfortable just doing the online thing and you want to try the other, but you're scared of like different implications. Uh, card prices are a big one for a lot of people, I believe. And that's the one thing that sucks about Yu-Gi-Oh! is Man, if they could make things more accessible, I would love it because it would just make the community as a whole grow. But um, before I forget, because I've been forgetting for like two weeks, I have mailbag questions I need to answer. Or I don't know if they're like mailbag questions. It's just I leave Q&As on the bottom of every episode. And I would highly recommend you guys uh, leave a question. I love to answer them. Even if they're like Mimi, I love it. So the first question I was asked, and this is on episode 20, which if you haven't checked out episode 20, it's uh, reading some early YCS Niagara info and some meta interpretations that we learned from YCS Niagara. And um, it's pretty important if you don't check it out, like, please check it out. You know, I'm not like to my own horn, but like, it's pretty good. Um, So the first one was about Isaac. And uh, when I first saw this comment pop up, uh, I started dying laughing. I'm not going to lie. So whoever Isaac is, like, congratulations. You got my ass, like, laughing. So he says, how do you feel about Scythe and mine outliving the Queen of England? And I will say uh, Rip Bozo. However, um, 
this just makes me so like immortally sad <laughs> that uh we still have Scythe in mind and um honestly all I'm gonna say is the Queen of England I guess uh didn't flip solemn judgment when I tried to uh dynamiscus her to the graveyard or something like that. <laughs> but uh yeah, why Konami, why do you do this to me? Why is mine and Scythe still legal? Just just ban it. Like <laughs> I mean, we haven't had a ban list. A ban list was supposed to happen weeks ago at this point. Like, we're already kind of screwed as it is. Um, but, like, yeah. No. <laughs> like, that's hilarious. Um, I just want to give a shout-out to Isaac, because that shit was hilarious. Like, literally, um, I'm in my uh, group chat, and, like, literally the first thing I saw, I sent it to, like, all my friends in a group chat. I'm like, yo, this is why I love every single one of my viewers. <laughs> All right, uh, David M. Kissling says, do you think hand traps or board breakers are better in Flunder this format? Hashtag Flunder best deck. And I will agree with him. Uh, Flunder is best deck. Um, whatever Distant Coder says is wrong. Uh, he, he tweeted today at MBT and said uh, Flunder is bad or something like that. And he's just wrong. But um, do I think hand traps or board breakers are better? So um, in Flunder specifically, board breakers. Uh, and here's the reason why. So, with Flunder, the hand traps, for most decks, you need at least two hand traps to stop something, right? So, for example, um, if you Ash a um, Terrellment player, they're just going to continue comboing, right? Um, if you Ash a Sprite player, they're probably just going to continue comboing. Like, the, th the thing is, is um, most decks this format play through at least one to two hand traps, so, I think the better option uh, for at least Flunder... Now, I know a lot of people are starting to head back to hand traps, which sucks for Flunder. Um, but I think board breakers are better right now. And the reason is, is because um, with Flunder, if you get your engine online, there's nothing they can really do. <laughs> so, uh, for example, um, when, Sprite sets up, when Sprite sets up its uh, elf board... Um, Flunder has a really hard time playing through that. And you have to think, they probably have more interruptions, right? So, would you rather Ash them in the middle of their combo and still end on that same board? Or, you could have a Dark Ruler, uh, which I think is an automatic 3 of in Flunder. And you can have Ultimate Slayer, which is also a crazy good card in Flunder, because your whole extra deck is just whatever, right? Um, so that one ultimate slayer, they can't respond to, and that breaks through at least, I want to say one negation. Um, and if you're playing like the evil twin kiss a kill little line that you can do, if you side it in, that's breaking the entire board. Their the entire board's broken with one card. So, um, yeah, I definitely think, uh, board breakers are better in front of this format. And then also something that I myself have been put on now is the Samorg engine. I was not playing the Samorg engine at all before because, you know, I I was like, oh, this isn't good, right? This, this is trash. And then I actually played with the engine, and oh my god, it is insane. If you guys are not playing with... If you guys are playing Flunder this format, you have to play the Samorg engine. And uh, if you don't know what the Samorg engine is, it's a three-bird Samorg Bird of Perfection, which is the new one from Battle of Chaos. They're commons, they're cheap. And then one Elbor's um, field spell. And essentially what that lets you do 
is having one bird and then like, for example, let's say you have a Rabina, right? So you normal summon the Rabina. This is just having a normal summon Rabina and then the card in hand. So you can do chain one Rabina, chain two some more Bird of Perfection because a Winged Beast was special summon. So you've just chain blocked that interaction. So then Samorg will normal summon itself. This is all normal summoned. Uh, Rabina gets a search, and you'll search for Eaglin, right? So uh, the card text on the Flunder cards say immediately after this effect resolves normal summon. So um, Rabina resolved. So immediately after, you're going to normal summon Eaglin. And then, guess what? You get chain one Eaglin, chain two Samorg Bird of Perfection. So guess what? You just chain blocked your entire interaction, and guess what? It gets better, right? So um, Chain 2 Berg Samorgus Perfection is going to send another copy of itself to the graveyard to add Elbors, right? And then guess what? Eaglin's going to search for what? Empen? And guess what? You have uh, Empen right there. And let's just say they do hand trap you, right? Let's say you get to the field spell and they hand trap you. So the field spell essentially says um, if you control a winged a wind wing beast monster, which Bird of Perfection is dark, but he counts as a wind on the field too. Um, immediately after this effect resolves, normal summon. So it's just an extra normal summon, which is insane. I like, I will say, I played through entire sprite boards with just Bird of Perfection. And, and that's not, that's only two cards, right? You could have a million, you still have three other cards that do things. So I definitely recommend that this format. And I, will preach by it. Um, I had a fan hit me up earlier, like, trying to help with the Flunder list. Oh, wait. It was Boardbreaker YGO, the guy who made the intro. Please check him out. Sorry, I just have to keep shouting out because it's so cool. Um, but, yeah, uh, I was helping him with a list, and I, I just told him, like, straight up, I'm like, yo, the Samorg engine is so insane. Like, I was doubting it so much, but this engine is insane. <laughs> so, I have three more questions. So, um... David M. Kessling again asked, do you think Sword Soul has any viability in this meta? So, um, I would like to give um, a shout out to my friend um, Tyler, and this is what he had to say. Uh, so, I asked him, uh, do you think a Sword Soul has any viability in this meta? And uh, he plays Sword Soul. Tyler is the best player I have ever witnessed in my entire life. He can play every single rogue deck and just win I've he is like an insane player right so he looked me straight in the face and he said no <laughs> which uh look I think sword soul I'm not gonna take what he says I think sword soul is a good rogue deck uh now do I think you have to play the deck a lot differently uh absolutely I think maybe um floodgate sword soul or maybe even like going second sword soul is a little interesting to me um, but, uh, he is not a fan. <laughs> um, Mackin says, what sleeves do you use for your cards? And you, and should you double sleeve? Why or why not? So, um, for me, I use, uh, please sponsor me, Dragon Shield. Um, I love Dragon Shield. I think Dragon Shield's probably the best. Um, it, it honestly, like, I've used other sleeves. Um, I will say, PC Whites have a feel that cannot be replaced by any, like, other card sleeve. I will swear to this day, I love PC Whites. Like, if I if I play in a tournament, right, like, I will sleeve with, like, I'll resleeve the whole deck with PC Whites. Because it just feels 
amazing. And if you don't know that, it's player's choice, right? Uh, player choice whites, like, if you have ever been, like, uh, like in the Yu-Gi-Oh scene at all, or, like, card games in general, people will, like, brag on it. Because it feels amazing, but it lasts one tournament, and that's it, and you have to switch them out. So, I've been using Dragon Shield more recently. Please sponsor me, because I really do enjoy the feel um, I think the feel is not as good as the PC whites, but it lasts almost a hundred times longer, which like you don't want to buy card sleeves every week, right? Um, but um, on the double sleeving question, um, it just depends. For me personally, I double sleeve my extra deck because I think it looks cool. And then I feel like most of the extra deck cards that I have, like I want to protect because they're, well... They're not always more valuable than my main deck cards. However, like a lot of the like staples and like more expensive cards are in the extra deck. Um, and then why or why not? Um, I think it's just a personal preference. I feel like um, if you have a lot of higher, higher rarity cards, uh, I would definitely recommend double sleeving. Like if you have any ultimate rares and stuff that you're playing, um, I highly recommend it. And then um, it also depends on how you like your deck. Because I know if you double sleeve your deck, it's like really chunky. Because uh, when I first started, I used to like double sleeve my entire main deck. Like, uh, so I played B Troopers when they first came out because I really enjoyed the deck and I it was a lot of fun. Um, and I double sleeve that bitch and it felt like I was carrying around like a brick at all times. <laughs> um, so if you're okay with that, um, I definitely you probably protect your cards ten times better that way. Um, and then also I've seen like some inside sleeves like perfect perfect fit sleeves um personally i didn't like them but i know a lot of people uh that i go like play with uh use them a lot so i you know it's just all on, like a personal like basis right and then um i'm not even gonna try to pronounce the name it's a lot of letters and numbers <laughs> so uh whoever you are you're super cool um, what cards do you think are being slept on in the current meta? Um, I think right now, a lot of people aren't paying attention to, uh, I think, I think it's a combination of three decks. Three decks that I think, um, and I'll just do decks because that's what, like, off the top of my head. So I really do think that Branded Despia is a very good solid rogue deck. Not might even be tier two. Uh, I have an argument with my friend Jesse about this, but um, I think it is a very, very, very good deck that a lot of people will sleep on, and I think a lot of people are moving towards trying to stop Terrellement, and they're not thinking about like these other crazy fusion decks. Um, so keep D Barrier on your side, boys. Um, I think another deck that's really being slept on, and I think a lot of people are disrespecting, is um, Exo Sister. So, um, I will say I don't, I can't put Exo Sister in tier two or tier one, right? Because uh, yes, it did win a YCS, but I think that was more of um, how good the player was, and then the deck choices, and then a lot of people weren't expecting it. Um, do I? I think it is a anti-meta like staple deck going forward especially with us heading into a basically a peer tier format so if you guys don't know i would say in two months from now it's going to be tier zero uh tier elements like it's going to be pretty bad um the only deck that i see maybe keep on with it is bisted beasted but uh even that it's going to be 
Nah, it's going to be a lot. And then another, I'll actually add another deck to that. So uh, I'll, I have two more. One more, um, I really do think that uh, Labyrinth is a good deck. I strongly think that with a good player and a good pilot, um, that deck is insane. Being able to literally turn one, have a trap on board is pretty good. Um, and like with any trap deck, any trap cards, like trap support makes that deck better. And then also in Darkwing Blast, a new card comes out. I, I forget what it does, but it, it makes the deck like overall work better. And I think it's a pretty insane card from what I've heard. <laughs> uh, I have a lot of Labyrinth players at my locals, but, uh, I've heard a lot of good things about it. So I'm really excited to see that. And then, um, I think something currently gaining the popularity which was slept on was runic runic as an engine is insane um especially the field spell it's insane i've seen a lot of runic sprite because that is going to be the new norm going forward because i think it's probably the best version of the deck um some other cards that i think uh is being slept on uh ultimate slayer you need to pick up your copies right now if you have not i, I kind of want to see what they are on tcg player because i feel like they have gone up tremendously when i got them or before i got them before they were stolen from me thank you person who stole my deck um wow wow they're not bad at all right now they're like 40 um yeah that's not bad also, another card being heavily slept on is uh, Korikara Divincarte. Um, that's a basically anti-Nibiru, but like better Nibiru, because it does more than just do its thing, right? <laughs> um, but that is all the mailbag questions. So I think I'm going to go over how to transition or some like tips and stuff on how to transition from Master Duel to TCG. So, um, if you don't know, if you're like a pure TCG player, I don't play Master Duel, um, which I think most people know what Master Duel is. Master Duel is like a uh, Konami game, essentially. It's it's a Yu-Gi-Oh! simulator, but it's not really a Yu-Gi-Oh! simulator because, you know, we don't have new cards. And... But um, some good suggestions for people trying to transfer over. I think the first thing you have to do is realize that Master Duel... And the TCG are completely different games. Um, Master Duel has a lot of cards that are actually banned in the TCG. So um, a great example of this is um, actually Max C. Um, Max C is not legal in the TCG at all, uh, period. And I hope it stays that way forever. Um, Max C completely changes the way that Yu-Gi-Oh! is played. Um, so for... Master Duel, uh, Max C is something you always have to think about. That's why Cross Out is at 1. That's why Called By is at 2. Um, where in the TCG, we don't have that. So therefore, um, combo decks are allowed to play a little bit more. Um, and also, there's no like reprimand for special summoning as many times as you want. Except for like Nibiru and then like the, the Divin Karte card I just told about. Um, another big thing about the difference from Master Duel and uh, TCG is I think a lot of people don't realize is that the TCG is expensive. Uh, Master Duel does not really help you with card prices because yeah, you have to spend gems to get like, to get cards, right? 
Um, but the TCG is like slightly more expensive. It's becoming some of the staples are becoming more affordable, and that's like thank you to the tens and the Crystal B structure deck. Um, but it's definitely still expensive. Um, and some good tips I would give for people who want to transition. I think the first thing is to know your budget and also, um, learn some, like learn the basics, basics, right? So I think the most important thing for anyone to learn when they're first starting out is chain links, because I feel that chain links are one of the hardest things in Yu-Gi-Oh to understand. I think even me today, I get stumped with chain links, right? Because it is a very complicated format where um, priority and different things give precedence over other things. Um, and I think it's really confusing. And I think you should read up on it and like try to understand the best. And I mean, you don't have to understand it and be an expert at it because most players aren't even experts at it, right? I think it's more of just understanding what it is and then how how to interact in a game with it right um i think another great thing that uh master duel players should do when coming to the tcg is don't invest a lot of money up front first make sure that you are um slowly investing into it i think a lot of people just want to jump straight in and then they don't like it and they're like oh well i have all these cards now um i think Everyone should kind of find like a cool cheap deck. And like I have a whole episode on budget decks. I think a really good deck right now to buy that's really cheap, that's like worth it, is like Tri Brigade. You could probably get the whole Tri Brigade cord for like under 50 bucks. And Tri Brigade will be a good rogue deck for a while. And that way you don't have to spend a lot of money on things. Um, and I think it would be a little bit easier than like being like, oh, I want to play Terrellements. So let me spend $600. <laughs> Probably more than that, actually. Um, another good tip is before you go, kind of um, get yourself like out of your little bubble because I know how it is. Uh, personally, for me, like it was hard. Uh, I don't like people. Like I'm not a people person at all. And so I think like getting outside of your comfort zone is great. And I think... Um, Maybe, like, taking a second and, like, being like, it's okay. Like, they're the same person as me. Like, for God's sakes, we're all going to, like, a sweaty room to play Yu-Gi-Oh. I mean, they're most likely going to like you, and you guys are probably going to be friends. Like, um, that's one of the things I was having a hard time where when I transitioned, uh, Master Duel wasn't a thing, but it was, like, online simulators, like, doing Nexus. And for me, it was, like, hard transitioning because... Um, I was like, oh, these people are probably like going to judge me and shit. And then like, I walked in and played Dino wrestlers and they all laughed and thought it was funny. So, I mean, like you just, you just have to, uh, ease your way in. Um, I gotta think of some other things that are like really helpful because it's hard, like trying to help something that you know a little bit about, but not a lot about. Oh, that's actually a great idea. Um, you guys should probably make sure to pick up staples. So, um, a lot of the staples are pretty cheap right now, thanks to the tens. I think you guys should just pick them up. Um, I think investing, like, like I said, invest like small amounts of money, like the fifty dollars, right, into a deck core, and then spend the rest on staples if you have the extra money. Like, staples will be used for any deck um, most of the time. Like, for example, um. 
coming out very soon, uh, the Crystal Beast Structure decks will actually have Ash Blossom in it. And Ash Blossom was a stupid expensive card for a long time. So what I'd recommend doing is spend $30 and picking up three Structure decks. And that itself will pay for the Structure decks. You're getting the value back, right? And then you're also going to be picking up play sets of Ghost Bell and D-Shifters. So you have nine staples, essentially, you just got from that one Structure deck. Um, which I think is amazing, and it's great that Konami is starting to reprint some of these older cards. Well, not older cards, but, like, more important cards that most people need. Um, and I think the most important thing um, is to have fun and also remember that um, it is going to be a different experience. Um, so when you go um, from Master Duel to TCG, um, there's a lot of extra added barriers that you don't really have normally. So, for example, uh, card sleeves are a must. Uh, like I talked about earlier with double sleeving, uh, just please buy any type of card sleeve and please sleeve uh, because thinking about it on masterful terms, you're not really using a physical card. Um, and getting physical cards are kind of like an investment. So this is actually something I never thought about until later on um, when I had all these cards and I was sleeving them with garbage sleeves. But... Um, the main thing is thinking of cards as investments rather than thinking of them as cards. Because uh, most people think, like, oh, this is just a card. Yeah, I paid 10 bucks for it. But you never know. Um, I think maybe thinking of it more as an investment, you're going to take better care of it. And I think card sleeves in a playmat is mandatory. Oh, I won't say a playmat's mandatory, but, I mean, you could probably pick one up for, like, 10 bucks, and I would just recommend it. It protects your cards even more. Also, um, if you pl don't play with the playmat, I feel like I might be scared of you because you might be playing, like, Empty Jar. God, <laughs> I played against that the other day. That is not fun. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think those are, like, a couple tips that I could give. I, I, don't, I don't have the most knowledge on it, but I thought this was, like, a cool side part of the episode because I mostly just want to do the mailbags. And I also really wanted to show out the new intro, because I feel so cool now. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to thank you guys so much for sticking by and, like, listening. Um, please, 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 please check me out on Twitter at uh, KillerMetaYGO. Um, tweet at your favorite creators and tell them they're trash and tell them to uh, 1v1 me. Um, because Flunder best deck. I, I, wanna, I just want to murder all of them. I want to make sure they cry while I summon Barrier Statue and they have to stare at me and look at me in the eyes. That's what I want to do. Um, but yeah, I, I just want to thank you. Uh, I'm going to be leaving um, some stuff to answer. Uh, like, a, what a question you want. And I'm going to actually answer it next week instead of doing what I did today, which is not answer it. Also, uh, ban list, please, Konami. It, Konami, it's not that hard. Just, just put the damn ban list on Twitter. And let us let us cry if you ban something stupid or don't ban something. I'd rather just have something than nothing. But uh, take care.